Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to Fem Nation. Guys, today I have Angie Coley, and I'm really excited about this. She's a confidence coach and business strategist, as well as the host of Permission to Kick Ass podcast. And let me tell you, it is total permission to kick ass right there. And I love the name of it. Anyways, we're chuckling. I had the pleasure to be a, a guest on that one as well. So us podcast hosts and entrepreneurs are sitting here jamming back and forth and all the cool things. But thank you for being on today, Angie. My pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. Yeah. So let's dive into the main question of our time together. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Oh my gosh, we're going to go way back in time. I want to say I was like nine or 10. I was always that kid just coming up with stuff to sell at school. And I remember, I think, do you remember the highlights magazines when we were kids? Yes, totally. Totally. I believe they had an ad in there once for something called Olympia Sales Club. And it would be just this army of kids going door to door trying to sell stuff and win prizes. (laughs) That was me (laughs) going door to door selling stuff to all my neighbors. Uh, And then I would like make little keychains when those like weaving the little plastic keychains was popular in the 90s. Yes. Um, and of course, I had no idea of how much these things cost because my mom bought all my supplies. But I just, <laughs> I loved feeling like a, a big spender with that like $10 I just made today weighing heavy in my pocket. So, I mean, when I think back about how long I've had an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial aspiration, I, was like, I, could, I could trace that all the way back to my childhood. So how did that journey just weave into what you do now? And give us a little bit of a blip of what you do now. Ooh, um, so I have tried on and off throughout the course of my life to get a job. And that never worked out for one reason or another. And I figured out why, because I I just really want to figure out how to make my own thing. So uh, I fell into copywriting by accident about 12 years ago after getting laid off from one of those jobs. (laughs) One of those attempts. One of those attempts um, and wound up being really, really good at that and really enjoying that. felt like a big psychological puzzle to unwind and figure out how to persuade people to buy this thing that I really think is cool and work with a series of clients, working my way up to running big teams and doing like coast to coast promos and things like that. And last year during the pandemic, I just hit a wall really hard. I was like, I don't want to write copy for clients anymore. I, I just don't want to do this. So what does the next evolution look like? I don't even know. So how did minor identity crisis <laughs> and started thinking back about, okay, so what do I love doing and what do I not really love doing? And is there a way to recreate my business and shift away from freelance copywriting and move into something else, whatever that looks like? And when I thought about it, you know, I've been coaching as a partner in other people's programs for several years, working with entrepreneurs at all stages. And that was really what lit me up, getting on a call with them, helping them figure out their client communication problems, how to charge for things, things like that. And so I was like, all right, I think I think I want to be a coach. What would I coach in? Everybody and their mom is a business coach. 
And so I started asking people that I had worked with closely, okay, what did you like about our time together? What did you get the most value out of? And it's the strangest thing, you know, you introduced me as a competence coach and there aren't really a whole lot of of those out there. That's really what I specialize in is helping people get past the head trash and name a price, land a new client or walk away from an old client that's not working anymore, um, do a new business direction with competence. So I love that. I love it. That's where I'm going. And it gives you a little bit of flexibility and freedom to be able to help in multiple areas and touch points and, and the things that make up who your clients are mm-hmm. inside, not just one linear path. Yeah. And I really love that because I, I think what bothers me the most about some coaching strategies is that there seems to be like this one size fits all or like a particular prescriptive mm-hmm. path for people. And I'm like, no, there are paths for different options, but different people are going to need different solutions at different times. So like, let's not force everybody to follow this one particular set of steps, be more flexible. Pushing them into a box when maybe they're more a circle. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because it, it isn't a one size fits all. You're absolutely correct. Tell me what was behind what is behind your interpretation of the name of your podcast. (laughs) Such a great (laughs) story too. Um, This goes back to when I joined a copywriting community. I'm going to say it's like 2015 now. It's years, years back. And at that point in time, I was on my way to becoming a senior copywriter at one of those jobs. And back then the community was small enough that the founder was having these new member calls with people that had just joined. And And so we had our call and he goes, so why don't you post anything? It's been like four months since you joined and you haven't posted a single thing. I'm just curious, like what, what would it take you to post? And all of this head trash just came tumbling out of me. I see this smart person saying that. I see another person over here. I can't possibly compete with their level of brilliance. And he asks me about what I do in my experience level. And it comes out that I'm this senior copyright. I've got this experience, but I've mixed it all up in my head about I'm not as cool or as smart as those people over there because they figured out the freelance thing and I'm stuck in a cube. So what would I possibly be able to add? And he goes, Angie, I feel like you're waiting for permission. And I'm just, I'm going to say, you don't need anybody's permission to be an expert and start helping people with what you know right now. But just in case that's what's holding you back, I am hereby giving you permission. Go out there and (laughs) kick some ass, help people with what you know right here, right now. And it'll be fine. And so I took that to heart and I joked with him years later, because we've had a long running mentoring relationship. I was like, I'm totally stealing that permission to kick ass thing. It's that's going to be everything now. (laughs) It's like, go ahead. Such a, I mean, it's such a good branding point, you know, because I think every single person out there that has gone into this entrepreneurial world to some degree, which usually is most everybody at this point, you know, dabbled somewhere in it, but they have all struggled with that permission to kick ass, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere along the way, because that's a head trash thing. And we all have that. Oh yeah. Often we're just, we're the ones holding ourselves back, waiting to, to do it well enough to have enough qualifications or certifications to wait and see if there's an interest. Like there's so many things that we're waiting for. Like there's some sort of clear sign that says you're ready. Newsflash. Never really comes. <laughs> you just got to decide at some point and go for it with everything you got. Yeah, and I find uh, just on a side note, as you're saying that I was writing a little note here. It was uh, I wrote it as a question, but I'll 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 address it as a statement, and then we can jam on it for a minute. But I almost feel like so many 
amazing entrepreneurs, a piece of the inside of that head trash part of it is that we keep trying to put everything into a linear bucket Mm -hmm. instead of allowing it to be that beautiful, creative, entrepreneurial, crazy, cool awesomeness, which is what we bring life to the table with, right? What do you think of that? I know it's funny. Have you ever seen that meme online that has like what I think my business will look like? And it's got yeah. the X and Y axis <laughs> and the clean line that we're all going for. And I'm like, what mine really looks like? Just scribbles, ups and downs, backward, forward. Who even knows where this thing is going? And that's exactly what most people I know with any kind of business have faced. Yeah. I mean, just look look at last year as a perfect example. Even all of the people that did business perfectly right were impacted by a pandemic, something they had yep. no control over whatsoever. So like going into this thinking that you're going to have all of your duckies in a nice, neat little row and nothing is going to go wrong. Everything's going to go wrong. It's fine. You'll figure it out. And that is the fun of this. Like you don't have to wait for some boss to have five different meetings to tell you what the new plan is going to be. You could just come up with the plan and go. Yeah. And embrace the squiggle. Mm-hmm. Embrace the squiggle. Please put that on a shirt or a mug. <laughs> and do pick one of those squiggles and just be like, because every entrepreneur will identify with the squiggles. But <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> embrace the squiggle. Club squiggle. <laughs> I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. in. <laughs> How do you define success for you and in, in your journey? That's really interesting because I grew up a poor kid, you know, my mom with a single mom with three kids and she was a truck driver for a long time. So for the longest time, I defined success by money. And then Mm -hmm. last year, my world got turned upside down. I think you and I talked about this a little bit at one point, but I had an unexpected breakup toward the end of last year and just, you know, went in the space of probably like five minutes, literally to I've got this happy relationship. We're going to move into a new house. I'm about to leave and start my own business to no house, no relationship. I don't know what's going on with my business and everything has been turned upside down. And I really realized that it wasn't money because at that point in time, the contracts that I had lined up to to freelance and leave this old job with um, more than took care of the money. It was the Mm -hmm. freedom that I really needed because when my world was falling apart and I couldn't work, I needed a lot more flexibility and to be able to give myself some breathing room. And then as the plan kind of came out of the heartbreak and I started this, I'm, I'm a digital digital nomad, currently traveling all over. I think when you and I spoke, I was in Asheville. I'm now in Orlando. Um, yes. You know, last Tuesday, I took off to go ride roller coasters. I played hooky and I told my clients, I'm going to go ride roller coasters. I'll be back to deal with this later. And they're fine with that. Like, so for me, success is having the time freedom and the location freedom that I want. Mm -hmm. I will be the first to say that I am not a millionaire. I am not even bringing six figures in right now with the new business, but I'm well on my way there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just Mm -hmm. an eventual reality. And I'm doing just fine. The, The fact that I get to go hang out with my friends and ride roller coasters on a random Tuesday and then come home and go to work is phenomenal. I love that. I never would have been able to do that in my day job. And it shifted perspective for for you to recognize that that is ultimately what feeds your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, that gives you purpose to be able to say, you know what, today I need an R&R day and I just need to go do my thing. Guys, I love you. You're just still as important as you've always been, but I need a moment. Mm -hmm. And we have got to recognize that. We have to understand that 
the world we live in now is not the world that we had two, three, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. We are in a completely uncharted territory and there's a lot going on here in the head. Obviously I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. see me hand, you know, but they can't, they're only hearing the, the audience. Um, but there's so much going on and so much pressure psychologically, mentally, emotionally, um, with everything that is what we live in now that we have to be able to have that freedom to ride roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I, I will never say that the pandemic was a blessing because it wasn't, it was a horrible tragedy, C- Certainly, but the good news that came out of this is that it shook up on a global scale, people's idea of what work looks like and what life looks like and what's really important. Amen. And so right now there's a lot of uncertainty and I can understand how that freaks some people out because Lord knows it's an anxious time. And there's a lot of people that are still looking for work and, and things are uncertain, but it's also the biggest uncertain times are also the biggest opportunities for you to really sit down and look like, okay, what has been driving me nuts about all the work that I've done so far? Can I change that? Can I eliminate it? Can I replace it with something even better and start to figure out a way to build the business that supports you and your life and your vision? Because look, I've made this mistake before. Don't hire yourself as an employee in your own business to where the only way you keep the lights on is by staying chained to your computer for 12 hours a day, servicing clients. Like if you're going to go through the heartache and the stress and the joy and this beautiful squiggle of building your own business, you might as well try to reverse engineer a way to get it to something that suits you to where you can go travel if you need to, or take an R and R day if you need to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that squiggle looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. We all know what a squiggle looks like, but it's not the same for you. It's not the same for me. It's not the same for anyone out there. We just got to pick up one end and say, here's the, uh, okay, we got two ends here. What's going on in the middle? I know. Let's figure that out. What's going on in the middle. And the funny thing is when, remember when you're looking at somebody else's squiggle too, you're only seeing a limited amount of that. Cause I know that one thing some of my coaching students in the past have said, it's like, okay, so, but you're like the most confident person that I know. And I'm like, yes, on the outside. But if you were in here, hearing all of the anxious thoughts, just like working itself up into a ladder, uh, you would think completely differently. It's that I've developed strategies for coping with anxiety and continuing to move forward despite that and not letting it stop me. And I've made every mistake that you could possibly make in business and interacting with clients. So I know that it's not only survivable, but you can find a way to do it with grace that makes people laugh. Like, all right, well, I just messed that up in a great big way. How's your day going today? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll fix it. But first, I'm going to be over here feeling sorry for myself. So give me a minute. We are human after all. I mean, there's a human element. We have to embrace our humanity Mm -hmm. and and love everyone else's humanity as well. Mm -hmm. Because same, you know, there's, I had someone mention something to me the other day, last week on a business trip. And I looked at him, I was like, wait, what? You're a legend. And I said, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, I am like this squirrel. Everybody, we have the squiggles. I have squirrels too. And I know everybody knows what that looks like. But as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as the sky's the limit, I do believe the sky's the limit. I have no problem reaching for it. I don't look for a dollar figure or a number. I've had people ask me, what is your what is your financial goal? I was like, ha, let's not go for a financial goal because 
I'm not capping myself. Let's just go, mm-hmm. you know, let's continue to go. And I, so when it was this, this, you know, who are you white dove, you know, because as far as we see it, I'm like, Oh, don't put me there because I'm still, still lining up those ducks and, and pulling on the squiggles and just learning to embrace the ebb and flow more than anything. And that's peaceful to me. I have this little side thing where I, I make bread. I, I haven't officially told the world about it and it's going to have its own thing, but I brought that back. So I, I need to do something creative with my hands. I do a ton of stuff digitally. My world lives digitally. I need to do something with my hands that completely shifts my focus. So on Mondays, I literally do that. And I love that, but it's, it's, it's still a secret little thing, uh, but it'll be, it'll, the world will know eventually, but at the same time, it's something where I'm like, I have to step back and either paint or do pottery or bake something, yes, something mm-hmm. where I'm just in the moment and I can let my thoughts freely go because the computer work has its own limitations to me because I'm like, so tunnel visioned into it. Mm-hmm. Where's my breakaway? But so much of that is necessary to embrace now. Yeah. Especially since so uh, those of us that are in creative fields, photography, writing, graphic, uh, graphic design, anything like a baking. My mom is a baker and has a baking business. You have to take time to recharge the well or prime the pump. However you want to think about it. Like you won't get new fresh ideas if you are constantly drawing from the well and never replacing it. You have to take that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did the entrepreneurial journey so far changed you? What do you see? Um, I realized that, okay, this is going to sound probably a little bit strange, but there are way more realities out there than I ever thought there were. And I grew up thinking that life was one way and you, you know, you, you follow the steps. They're the happiness steps, right? You, you graduate, you find someone, you settle down, you get married, you buy the house, you have the kids, like you follow all the steps and happy. Well, I followed all the steps and I was still miserable mm-hmm. <laughs> and wondering mm-hmm. like, okay, what just happened here? How did this break down? And so I started realizing that there aren't steps and everybody's path looks different. And I know that sounds weird to say that I realized it, but I think a lot of that mainstream culture and the stuff that we see in movies and the, the messages that we get from well-meaning authority figures in our lives and stuff like that are all meant to guide us down a certain path that other people think are right for us. And I really learned that my intuition is solid and it's Mm -hmm. okay to follow my gut. And even when my gut leads me to making mistakes, which it occasionally does, that only sharpens my sense of what instincts of my own to listen to and which ones to go, Oh, maybe I need to sit with that one and get a little bit more data. So I mentioned the reality thing because I remember being in a mastermind with one of my girlfriends And she was talking about how she was going to take off for a month and go to Sevilla, Spain. And at the time I was still working my corporate job and trying to figure out how to get out and start my freelance business. And she was like, yeah, so I just walked into my boss's office the other day. And I was like, so in September, I'm going to be in Sevilla. Uh, Hopefully that works for you because I really enjoy working with you. We can figure out a way to make it work despite the time difference. But if that doesn't work for you, it's cool. Um, Good luck. I'll help you find another copywriter maybe, but that's where I'm going to be. And I just looked at her and was like, you can do that. You can just (laughs) walk into somebody's office and be like, so this is what I'm doing. Take it or leave it. And it just had never occurred to me before that I had that kind of power. She was living in a completely different reality from mine. 
And in mine, I had to follow orders and I had to follow the steps. And in hers, she had this incredible freedom to go do what she wanted because she chose to do it. And at that point, I recognized an old pattern of mine and and I was so proud of breaking it. I started to slip into Indy and I was like, Mm. you know what, if she's doing it, I wonder if she would help me do it. And instead of being envious and jealous, I just went to her and was like, how, like, I don't even know what questions to ask you. I just want to do what you do. How can you help me? And then I want to say like nine months later or something, we were in Columbia together, hanging out for a month, doing work. It was fantastic. So good. Mm -hmm. But you got to peek into that other reality. Mm -hmm. I saw that somebody else's life was completely different from my own. And instead of being jealous of it or feeling like I was resigned to my fate, I decided to figure out how to get that kind of life for myself. And that made all the difference. And I think we're on the cusp of, or actually already transitioning into more people because the whole workforce, you know, the status quo has, has kind of been shook a little bit that a lot of people are getting to have a peek into other realities. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, Oh, you know what? Actually, I like that. I know. And I've been living this digital nomad life for a while. And, you know, I've met other people that travel full time, not just domestically like I'm doing, but internationally. So it's still astonishing to me how many people don't actually know what a digital nomad is. Like there's still a shift happening. And I have met people and I tell them, this is what I do. I don't actually live here. I'm just visiting for six weeks. Oh, you're visiting for six weeks? Yeah, I move from town to town and see what feels like home. And eventually I'll find a place to settle. But for now, I'm just moving. And they find that fascinating because they've never experienced that as their reality. They've never met somebody that has that as a reality. And so I consider it an immense privilege when those people get curious to tell them, this is how I live my life. And I've done it on purpose, not without mistakes and not without stress or struggles, but I've done it on purpose. Yes. And that you can own, Mm -hmm. you know, you could say, yeah, and it's a learning curve. It's a learning experience, but one that you're fully open and willing to embrace and learn along the way with Mm -hmm. putting on your confidence coach and business strategist hat. What would you want the listeners to remember as far as pointers for them moving forward from hearing this interview? Action trumps overwhelm every single time. You can study and study and study, and all you're really going to do is add more options and overwhelm yourself, and then you'll never actually do anything. I would rather Mm -hmm. you step out today and fly by the seat of your pants and make an imperfect plan that you take action on than come up with a plan and a backup plan and a backup, backup plan and a backup to the backup, backup plan. Like, those people are still going to be sitting on the couch when you make your first five figures, six figures, seven figures, whatever makes you happy and satisfies your business goals. They're going to be sitting Mm -hmm. there planning and all because you were willing to get out there and do something imperfect and potentially make a misstep. Own those, embrace them because they're going to come whether you, whether you step into them or whether you sit back and try to plan to avoid them, Mm -hmm. they're going to come anyway, because the lessons to be learned are there. So that being said, what does it look like for you going forward? What's your outlook? What's your plan? Not your plan A, B, C, D backup or anything. What's your vision? Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. I have, it's still a little bit loose because I'm, you know, still in recovery mode and traveling and kind of discovering what my new normal looks like in the, in the wake of the big life changes from last year. But I know that I have a vision of my book that I'm working on also called permission to kick ass hitting the bestseller list. 
I have a vision of this podcast becoming top five, 10% and people just, and, and what I love about the podcast is that I intentionally bring on entrepreneurs to talk about the stuff that sucked or was surprising or the setbacks that they had and what kept them going. Because I know that that changed my life hearing someone else was struggling and I just didn't see it, but they kept going and they had this tremendous success that I admired. So I try to do that. I want to speak on stages. Like that's the loose vision that I've got so far, traveling, speaking on stages, eating all the food, and eventually we'll figure it all out. <laughs> and some kick-ass clients. Yes. Yes. That, that love you riding roller coasters and they embrace the squiggle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Embrace the squiggle. Have a hell of a lot of fun. Don't wait until you get to something to start having fun. Just start having fun now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise you pat your life passes by right in front of you mm-hmm. and you're not paying attention. Angie, where can the listeners connect directly to you? Uh, if they want to find out more uh, and follow along with my road adventures, they can find me at permission to kick ass.com. Uh, I also am really bad about sharing my journey on Instagram at Angie Coley. I'm better <laughs> about posting pictures of my cat who is also traveling with me and she's at Stella kicks ass on Instagram. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, stating the obvious, it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right. I want to thank you for coming on today. As always, it's such a pleasure to just be with you and jam with you. Um, you know, just, I feel a sisterhood there and I totally just love who you are. So right thank back you for you. coming on. Right back at you. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing connection uh, that we get when we start moving through the world not looking for something to fulfill us, but looking for the journey itself to be, to be what it's allowed to be. So, and then we get to meet really awesome people like you. So that being said, guys, uh, I want you to check out the show notes, go follow Angie. You will give yourself in that regard, permission to kick ass. That's your first step. That's your first assignment, permission (laughs) to kick ass and follow Angie. In the meantime, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21 day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.